Times Girlcast. I'm here with lovely, lovely Karen. You've just put your light on, so I can see you now. <laughs> yes, there we go. Here I am. <laughs> the lights are on. Um, so yeah, this is like episode number five of our Advent podcast. And um, yeah, it's so great that I can end this this season with you. And um, today's podcast is called Promise. So we're going to have a conversation about promises and mm-hmm. um, God. Those things go together. Um but yeah, Karen, how are you today? What have you been up to? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. I've just spent the day, well, I spent the morning today visiting a local food bank um, in this in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. And I'm just uh, amazed by the just the faithfulness and the the generosity of God's people across the city and yeah. probably the country. Just just these this handful of little old ladies that are diligently every week going and, and preparing gathering food from all different places and then distributing it out to people in need in their area. It's just mm. incredible how how the church has just mobilised in this COVID season and is looking after people. And I, I feel very inspired after spending the morning with these old, I think when I'm an old lady, I hope I'm proactive and generous and, and faith-filled like they are. <laughs> oh, I can tell you now that you will be because you're like that already. <laughs> I also feel like I need to shrink about two feet as well to fit in. <laughs> Not that I'm particularly tall already. I would fit in perfectly then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it's so good. And today we want to chat about promises. And um, I just thought maybe a funny place to start would be, you know, I don't know about you, but like growing up at school, like, did you ever break a promise to somebody? You know, if someone told you their secret, did you ever break it? Or did you ever like, yeah, was that a thing with you? Probably. Like nothing jumps out, but I like... I have just, yeah, I, I can't think of anything specific, but I know that I, like, I tell, I'm not great. I'm not a great secret keeper. So if you've got a big secret, don't tell me. <laughs> It'll probably find its way out somehow. <laughs> so guys, don't tell Karen anything. She'll let, the, <laughs> she'll let it all secrets. out. <laughs> um, or tell someone and then find out later that I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. And they'll be like, oh no. Oh yeah, we've all done that, haven't we? And then the guilt comes in. You're like, mm-hmm. oh man, I should have said that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, no, like, oh, I don't know about you guys, but like, I, I hated school grounds kind of politics of, you know, this keeping secrets and all this stuff. And um, I've never really been one to share people's chat. I'm not, I don't think I'm a gossipy person. I hope not, but like, that's never been a thing for me. Um, I have, though, been really hurt by people breaking a promise to me. You know, somebody who said, I'll do this, and then they haven't, or you know, somebody who said they'll turn up and they haven't turned up or that kind of thing. And I think maybe because of who I am and my, my upbringing and stuff, like when that happens, I fall hard. So I find that really mm. difficult. So even now, as a grown up, you know, if somebody says something like, hey, Bridget, I'm going to rock up to this and they don't, I tend to take that hard. Mm. Um, and I think yeah. it's a big deal, you know, when someone gives you their word and, and they break it for whatever reason. Yeah, absolutely. Reliability, I think, is really, it's one of my core values, actually. Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to do something, you've got to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I mean, sometimes I can swing too much to one side, though. I can be like, I said I would do it, so I have to do it. And it's to the detriment of, like, my health. (laughs) (laughs) That's not cool. (laughs) No, 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 it's not. Um, Or like, you know, there's there's a healthy balance to be struck. But I think it's interesting when we're coming to this conversation about God and promises, how we personally respond to the idea of somebody keeping a promise or not, I think will probably shape how we view God as well. So um, it's interesting to kind of hear kind of your own experience. Um, 
and I guess like I don't know for you but like if someone wants to break their promise to you like how does that leave you feeling it's not it's not good is it it's not good you know recently well about a year and a half ago I um, was dating a man who I thought was going to be my husband I was so in love with him and he promised me that he promised me all sorts of things and he he broke that promise and he he ruined our relationship it left me feeling like terrible I felt like my whole life was over and he he brought he told me this promise that um you know that he was he was faithful that he was going to love me and then he didn't do those things and yeah it just left me feeling broken and worthless and so devastated that was, that's probably the biggest promise I've had broken. Yeah. And um, yeah, it left me, it just left me feeling like I didn't know how to go on from that moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's horrible. I don't recommend it. <laughs> Keep your promises. It's horrible. And it's so hard you know, when, when we've been so hurt because mm-hmm. of somebody's actions, which are really not okay. Um, and also then maybe how that shapes how we then view, view other people in future situations. Like I know for me that, you know, people probably who um, I'd hoped would be there for me, maybe growing up, who weren't, who said they would be, you know, um, caregivers and stuff. And so that was hard. And so I just learned to be fiercely independent, you know, so Bridget didn't rely on anybody. So at the end of the day, Bridget would have her own back. So I wouldn't be left kind of high and dry. And in some ways that shaped me in a really positive way because, well, you know, if you know me, I get up and do stuff. Um, But actually behind it all, that doesn't come from a place of security. That comes from a place of actually the only person I can rely on is myself. So I'm not going to rely on anybody. Um, and that's not been shaped by a positive experience. It's been shaped by a negative experience. Um, I'm not saying that about your situation at all, but mm-hmm. it's hard, isn't it? When we are really shaped by really hurtful things, when people have broken their words to us, mm-hmm. um, it's really hard. So yeah. on that cheery note, guys. <laughs> <I know. laughs> taking this to a great place it's such a great place but I want to be honest though because I think like we all can resonate we're feeling Mm. really let down when someone is something to us and they haven't followed through and how that shapes how we then relate to other people even how we relate to ourselves and I think Mm. actually how we relate to God yeah um which is obviously what we want to focus on today. So um, we're going to read the last bit of um, this amazing passage from Luke. And just as a wee recap, um, this is Mary's response to finding out that she's going to give birth to Jesus. And um, like me and Karen have chatted about and Ashley as well, like her response is to focus on God and not her problem. Her response is to remind herself of who God is for her. She sees the bigger picture and she walks in the promises that God has said for hundreds of years. And that's what we're focusing on today. Mm-hmm. Um, so Karen, I don't know if you're up for it, but would you be able to just read our little verses for us? Um, and then we'll have a little think about them. It would be my pleasure. It says this, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Amazing. And then for you, like, straight off like reading those verses what jumps out to you what does it say to you about who god is it said well god he's he's so faithful i think she's saying she's she's going back into the history of israel and right at the very very beginning when god when god decided that he was going to have these these special people that were his people he gave this promise to this guy called abraham that he would have more descendants than stars in the sky and grains of sand on the beach. And he gave this massive promise. So what Mary's doing is she's, she's looking back over the history of, 
of Israel, of her people, and just remembering how faithful God is. So I find it a really encouraging verse, um, or a couple of verses, just in in that that God does keep his promises. Mm-hmm. And that can be so hard when what we see is not what we've been told or what we feel God said to us hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, and I feel really sorry for Abraham. Like, you know, he obviously lived a long time ago and he doesn't know really who I am. Maybe he does. But, you know, like, poor old Abraham is given this amazing promise from God that he's going to have this huge family and he and his wife literally can't get pregnant for mm. years and years and years and years and years. And in those days, like, you were shunned. You know, you were seen as unclean. You were seen as having all these problems. And God's given him this promise. And we know the story of Abraham. The reality is Abraham, maybe like me, takes things into his own hands and sorts it out because he's like, well, obviously God's plan is not going to work for me. So I just need to get on with this promise. The whole story there that we won't go into today, but the reality is that God didn't give up on Abraham. He didn't didn't not follow through on his words. But God's timing, and Abraham's timing and my timing, um, it's something someone said to me, God never turns up early he often turns up what feels like a little bit late. (laughs) And, you know, I want to know the plan. I want to know all the steps. I want to know how my whole life's going to plan. I I say that, but the reality is I probably wouldn't actually, you know. Um, But she's remembering who Abraham was. And it's like in that moment when she doesn't know what her future's going to be like. And I imagine she must feel really daunted and scared. You know, Mm -hmm. she's this vulnerable person. She's remembering her ancestors who also had to wait for a promise. Um, and the big thing, I guess, about this bit for me that jumps out is like, this is God fulfilling his promise of hundreds of years, you know, in all the Old Testament, you know, there's this story of God delivering, rescuing his people. And they all have conversations about what that looks like, but they don't expect it to be this little baby born in a stable. But that is God saying, hey, I'm keeping my promise. Um, so, yeah. And I wonder, like... Mm-hmm when I'm waiting on my promises that I feel like maybe God said to me, who am I remembering that God's kept a promise for that can encourage me in my moment? I don't know. That's cool. But, and as well, we can go to this verse and, and it's like, we're in there as well. It's, it's in verse 55, it says to Abraham and his descendants forever. And for, for us as people who have chosen to, to follow Jesus, we've been grafted into Israel we're part of Israel we're part of that promise so Mary's singing about us like how encouraging is that that if if God can be remembered to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever that's us that he remembers to be merciful towards that we can as he promised them as he promised Abraham as he promised Mary as he promised Bridget as he promised Karen as he promised you who's listening to this yeah Karen, you always come out with great nuggets. Nuggets yeah, are gold. It's not me, it's Holy Spirit. Like <laughs> it's going, it comes from God. He's the one that... Um, no, I love that. Like, I think it's mind-blowing that this passage that records Mary's words about Jesus refer to me and you. Mm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, Jesus' mother in this passage was referencing us at this moment in time and then everybody that we know who loves Jesus. Mm. So it's, it's amazing. And so I guess for me, it, being honest, like I wonder what things we are waiting on. You know, we've had, let's be honest, 21 wasn't the best year. 
2020 wasn't great either. Um, and I can remember this moment last year, literally just sitting and I'd be, I remember being like, oh, 21 will be way better than 2020. How wrong was I? And I don't know about you, but there's been times this year that I'm like, what is going on? How can I get through this? What's happening? What about all the good things that we were planning? What about all the things that we, we thought were going to happen that looked great, that looked like God's plan? You know, where's God in the mess when we can't see the fruit of what we've been sowing into, whether it's, you know, turning up to school, whether it is trying to fight for the relationships that matter, whether it is turning up to our studies, whatever it is that we turn up to, it's really hard to turn up to those things when we don't know when we can't see God in it, when it's just a big mess. Um, and I think in so many ways, Mary's life was a big mess. It was so uncertain. She didn't really know what it was going to look like. Yet she's like, God remembered Abraham. He has remembered his promises to Abraham and he will do the same for me for generations and generations. Um, and so, you know, New Year is literally upon us. This is when we're recording this. And I would love to be able to say to everybody, hey, 22 is going to be an awesome year. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're measuring awesome by, right? <laughs> Definitely. It, maybe it is. If you're somebody that, well, I, I don't know what the year's going to look like, but, but I, for some, some of my friends have loved like the lockdown time that, that it's given them more time with family. It's given more time to invest in things that they like. Some people have even ended up financially better off by this, but then you have the flip side that other people have found this really difficult and have, have been financially ruined by what's happened so yeah. um waiting well is um yeah wanting to see those promises so i'm i moved in lockdown i moved in the first lockdown from england up to scotland to plant a church and i genuinely thought and i still do believe that we're going to see salvations in the street we're going to see healing we're going to see blind people getting their sight back we're going to see yeah. captives set free all the things that god promises that will happen when his kingdom comes yeah. um I've not seen any of that yet and I've been here for just over a year and um, it like you were just saying about turning up every day and still believing it's really difficult when it when it gets dark at three o'clock and all my family are together in England and I'm 400 miles away why I often think what god what are you doing what are you doing and learning to wait well has been a real lesson in this season for me if I'm honest and and sometimes it's easy to do sometimes it's really hard to do mm -hmm. but learning to I read this really good quote this morning um, which says my greatest desire is not to be anchored to consistent circumstances but rather to be anchored to a consistent God and that is, is what has got me through or it's put a language on what has got me through the past year that that God is consistent and, and I believe that God is who Mary said he was that he is merciful to his descendants forever just as he has promised and therefore if God is a consistent God my circumstances as dire as they may look at times God's still God mm -hmm. and I can still trust that the fruit is coming yeah so good I really love your honesty with that because the reality is like all of us are probably waiting on something some expectation that maybe hasn't happened a dream that can't be realized yet you know, maybe a relationship that's broken down that it's not fixable. I, I don't know what the impossible situation is. And one of our episodes two weeks ago was miracle, thinking about how does God how does God perform miracles in our life? What does that look like when we can't see what we're hoping for? Um and I think, you know, something that I've learned over the last couple of years um with our context is 
we're still waiting for the picture like you're talking about where, mm. where we see what we feel God's given us. But the reality is I think that's a vision for eternity. It's a vision for the rest of our lives. And it's really mm. hard when you keep turning up to sow something that actually you can't see the fruit from. And, you know, there's days where, you know, I'm like, actually, does, does anything I do make any little bit of difference? Because what you see doesn't seem to be drawing the fruit you want or what, you, what you're hoping for seems to fall apart or whatever it is. Um, but I think for me, some of the things that God's reminded me of is I can look back even over this year and there's been key things that have happened um, that like I couldn't have planned for, I couldn't have seen happen. And it's only a God thing, you know, whether it was like all of a sudden, there we go, my phone's going off. Um, all of a sudden, like, you know, financial money coming in to help make something happen or people coming alongside to support at just the right time. And, you know, those are signs of God's promises not being forgotten for me, even as I wait for the thing that I can't see yet. Um, and I guess that's where faith happens, isn't it? It's like faith is in the space where we're waiting to hear God's words or we're waiting to hear God speak. Faith is in the space where what is sown hasn't been seen yet. It's under the surface. Um, and yeah I think God's doing something but it is hard and I think it's a choice to choose to wait well yeah so you've been waiting Karen so maybe you can help me out um what things have helped you wait on the stuff that you've been promised and how can you help me as I wait (laughs) I'm waiting for I think one of the key things that we can focus on here is that waiting is not a passive thing so we're not sitting back sitting on our laurels whatever that means that's what people say we're not just laying down waiting and and being passive in it it's, i think it's an active thing it's it's the only opportunity we're going to get to trust god in this way so when we when eternity comes when when we when we're in heaven every everything's going to be right there we're not going to have that opportunity to wait in faith in the same way so i think it's a it's an opportunity and it is yeah faith faith building and so reading reading the bible remembering things like this like this promise jesus being put in mary's belly in what we've just been reading through in her words was the promise being fulfilled of thousands of years before like i I don't know how many thousands but centuries and centuries before of god's promises that he was going to he was going to send his son that, that jesus was coming and I think we can really take heart from that, that God's not, God wasn't inactive in that time. He was active in it. And think about, I don't know why I'm using this analogy because I'm not good at it, but planting seeds and growing plants and, and growing crops or something. You put a seed in the ground, but you have to consistently water it. Otherwise, it's just going to dry up and die. So if God's given us a promise, it's like a seed, but we need to water it. We need to remind ourselves but God's promised this, but God's word says that he's, that he's faithful. God's word says that he is merciful. God's word, God has promised me that this will happen. God has said that this is what we'll see and reminding ourselves, I think consistently that God doesn't break his promises. He's faithful. We can trust him. Yeah. But we need to be active in that Mm -hmm. and not, not let ourselves grow passive. Also patience is something that I've been trying to work on. I've, I've not, naturally a very patient person so i've been doing things like when i'm at the supermarket doing my weekly shop i will intentionally go to the longest queue and then force myself to wait and then deal with the way it makes me feel because then next time i'm in a position where 
I'm forced to wait where I don't want to wait. I've really dealt with how, how that feels and I've practiced, I've practiced what it feels like to stifle my impatience. So I think there's little things we can do to help us with our impatience and wanting things to happen sooner. That's a good nugget. All the nuggets today, I'll take those for sure. <laughs> um, I think as you were chatting there, I felt reminded about, you know, when we're waiting on some of the things that we want to see for ourselves or maybe family and friends or things we've hoped for, we're not waiting on our own. You know, God meets us in the middle of it and he's with us. Mm, um, and I think that's a game changer for me because I think we can face most things in life if we don't feel like we're on our own. Um, mm. And I think God was with Mary and he never let her go. And I think Mary, actually we know Mary's life. Her Mary's life was really hard. She had a baby in a stable and then had to flee for her life. Mm. She was homeless. She never had a lot of money. And, you know, and then her, her child dies in the most horrific way and she sees it, you know, and um, she seems to be this person who, she, she, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, she holds the words of Jesus in her heart. She treasures them. It's like, she obviously was this really special person, but you know, her life wasn't easy, but God was with her. And in the times when she probably didn't have the answers, her response was to focus on the character of God. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that challenges me to think, you know, I haven't got any answers for 22 at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we can come up with, you know, New Year's resolutions and things we want to do to make life mm -hmm. better. And I'm not saying don't, you know, eat healthy and do exercise. Like, yes, go do those things. But the reality is we can't control a lot of the bad stuff that happens around us. But we can control who we choose to focus on um we can control and we can choose to say actually i'm going to focus on who god says i am and what god says about me and actually mm -hmm. the fact that i've got an eternal place in heaven that changes how i view the things in my life that i find hard today tomorrow next week um and the place we find that is the bible it's like i find those promises as i read the bible as i spend time with god connecting with him and i don't always find that easy karen <laughs> no um, I don't find it always easy, but I think as we finish, mm -hmm. um, if there's one thing that you're waiting on God for this year, like, can you think of something or a way that you are approaching maybe the new year, um, waiting on God? Is there something that you can share with us that would help maybe people like me who I, I'm waiting on stuff to happen still. And sometimes I find that hard. Like, how can I connect into God and see him with me? Um, I guess for me, I'm I'm waiting on what is next. What's what's my next season? What does the year look like? Where am I going to live? What's my job going to be? Or like all these big questions that I don't know the answer to. And um, I think I, the way I deal with it is is there's a verse in Psalm. I can't tell you where it is exactly, but there's a verse in the Psalms that says that God will be a light to my footsteps and it, it says steps so that one step at a time God shows us and, and like you said earlier if you knew what the, the whole picture of your life looked like you might it might be scary you might not want to do it it might I be too want, big yeah. you, don't, you don't want that but God promises that he'll light, light up one step at a time for us and and that's the promise that I cling on to in in that I'm waiting for, I, I want to know God, I want to know this, I want to know, I want to know I'm going to have enough money every month to eat. Well, actually, I don't know that. And I have to wait on God because he's promised that he will provide. He's, he's promised that he will never leave me. Mm -hmm. And I have to trust that. Yeah. 
That's so good. It's like remembering bits of the Bible that God says about us so we can hold on. We can hold on to God's promises when we're waiting on the promise for ourselves, whatever that is. So, yeah. you know, like we are loved by God, that we are chosen by God, that God has a good plan, that he's working out all things for the for the good of those who love him. That's you, that's me, it's you guys listening. Yeah. Like those words are not going to change for us. Um, no matter yeah. what 22 holds, you know, even if the worst thing happens, God is not going to leave me or forsake me. He's got me. He cares for me. He promises me that he's going to provide for me, like you've said. Yeah, our circumstances might not be consistent, but God is. Yeah, that's such a good thing. And that's what we can hold on to. And that's exactly what Mary was doing here. Yeah. In the midst of uncertainty, she was remembering who God was in the past. So she knows who God is in the future. And that's what she's holding on to. Yeah. Because the same yesterday, today and forever. That's in the Bible too. It it's terrible so remembering where God. things are. You just Google it. Like, what does the Bible say about God's promises what does the bible say about and that that's always quite helpful so good so guys i don't know what you're waiting for i don't know whether you feel like god's forgotten his promises to you or maybe other people have forgotten their promises to you and you are feeling hurt you're feeling uncertain for a future maybe like me and karen um 22 looks like a big question mark and um, sometimes that fills us with excitement, but it doesn't always fill us with excitement. It maybe fills us with a bit of dread or concern. Um, so I really hope that our chat today has encouraged you to know that um, Mary was there. We've been there, but we've got a God who's with us, who waits with us and helps us. And he's got mm-hmm. promises for us that we can hold on to while we're waiting for what that ever thing, what that thing is, you know. Um, so, yeah, I hope you have an amazing new year, Karen. Thank you, you too. Happy I'll definitely get you back on here for your nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> Anytime. Karen's quotes. Um, <laughs> but until then, guys, happy new year. And we'll be back with a new podcast in the new year. Whoop, whoop. Um, and until then, I hope these podcast um, episodes have inspired and encouraged everybody listening. Until next time, we hope you have a good time. And we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.